1: Happy Friday, everybody. Guess what? It's Duffify Live Day. I am laying in my hotel room on the 28th floor of, a, of the SLS Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, out here for the nightclub and bar show. So yes, you're hearing this as a pre-recorded thing, but guess what? We recorded this shit live. So that's why it's called Duffify Live. I've had people ask me that all the time. Do you do a live show? Can I call into the show and do it? Uh, We could. If that were the case, we could totally set that up. But I choose not to have callers call in because of the fact that I just have too much fun with the guests themselves. I don't think we need outside questions. So that's why we do that. Plus, we do tape this show live. So that's how it happens. I call them. We record them. We don't do any editing with the exception of a couple things. Like if they say that they banged a hooker and they don't want everybody to know, we're going to edit that part out. Not that that's ever happened in almost 90 episodes. It's never happened. Um, but we do, we, we do it live. We do it straight through um, Jerry and Jason do an amazing job of putting all this stuff together. It makes me pretty happy. So um, I, we got some cool stuff. I want to do a couple things real quick. I want to make sure that everybody is following um, Duffified live on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So if it's Instagram and Twitter, you know, it's going to be Duffified live. That's at Duffified live. I'm not a hashtag kind of guy. We keep everything straightforward. The same thing is on Facebook. Go and follow this stuff. Check it out. We have a couple of extra things that I like to put up there every now and then that we play with. Um, me, I'm Chef Bryduff, C-H-E-F-B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Make sure you follow me, man. If you don't, then, then, I don't know what to tell you, but you should follow me and have some fun along the way. Uh, this crazy world of me traveling and and doing this cool shit and having awesome children. Um, definitely do. Oh, plus I take pictures of my feet while I'm on planes with American air, just a side note. Um, but uh, this week, I, I'm, I'm in Vegas. I wanted to get this episode done. I really wanted to get our guest on. Um, he's a super cool guy. I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, one of the big things is I'm out here at the nightclub and bar show in Vegas. It's been a lot of fun so far, getting everything set up. And I was just talking to Jerry a couple minutes ago. Jerry's a producer of the show about what cool friends I have. Um, you know, I, I work with my friends as much as I can because we, I trust them. I, I, I know that they're going to produce. I know that they're never going to let me down. So I'm out at the nightclub and bar show. I am uh, a, a component to this, the a part of the show called the Food and Beverage Innovation Center, which I take eight chefs. They fly out here. We partner them up with some really cool, innovative pieces of equipment. We do some really, really neat stuff out here. And this year, um, I changed my chef lineup a little bit because of the fact that there's been some life changes. You know, Nikki Libs just got – Uh, he just got his, uh, he just had a baby in January. So, you know, realistically with his world of living in California and Philadelphia, owning restaurants in in California, plus being a TV superstar, you know, he wasn't able to make it out this year. So Matt Barga from last year, he had a baby, he couldn't make it out. You know, Panini Pete has been super crazy with a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, You know, his wife was diagnosed with cancer and they're going through the treatments. She's doing unbelievable. So, um, you know, Jody, all the love out to you and the support and and the strength that you give to everybody, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. I love that stuff. So Panini's <laughs> been pretty busy. Chad Rosenthal opening up restaurants all over the place. Super busy dude. You know, so uh, uh, we brought some cool people back. We brought some new guys out to the show this year. A new dynamic. They've all been on the show. Um, we have the wonderful world of David Rose, uh, who's you know uh, just a, a great chef, a great guy. He's out here with us this year. Uh, I've also got. Um, Keith Breedlove from Culinary Cruiser. You guys remember him. He's back out here as well. Kayla Robeson, she's down in Cincinnati. She's out here this year. Christine Hazel, been on the show. She's out here in Vegas with us. Jason Santos from Hell's Kitchen. He's out here right now on the show. So uh, I brought some really cool guys out to work and some great chefs. And then all of a sudden I find out the other day, Panini and Chad both call me. They're coming out. Panini's like, I'm coming out, man. I got a couple free days. I want to come out. I'm going to cook with you guys. I want to hang. Chad, he's out here right now. You know, he's hawking his barbecue sauce. CBD go and check it out. So go to Chad Rosenthal, get the information on it. It's a full-blown CBD product, 99%, 99% isotopes, I'm not, I believe I'm saying that right or going into this CBD product so it's a perfect healthy product for you and Chad made a beautiful barbecue sauce out of it so he's out here too and that stuff but these are my friends man these are the guys that come out they come out to support and have fun and I was out in the bar with those guys until four o'clock this morning 430 in reality. Um, really long night, but I, you know what, we got to do it every now and then it's Vegas. So, uh, I, so I, I just want to shout out to all my friends that are in this industry that, that we all work together. We support each other. It's a really big thing. It's great to have such a, a nice group of people that I can trust and confide in and be super proud of across the board. So that's where I am right now. Um, other than that, I'm slightly hung over. I drank a little too much last night. It's Vegas. It happens. I understand we Ubered home. I'm so happy to be in bed still, but I've got a couple minutes before I've got to uh, get up and get back to work. So, right now, I want to do uh, a little introduction to a gentleman who's just about to be on the show. Uh, I can't imagine how he does it, but he's a competition eater. This guy is uh, known as the Mo Train uh, in the Philadelphia market. He's got a bunch of really cool products. He's a super creative guy, and he was a general manager of a restaurant. We talk shit on somebody for a little while, so that's always fun as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor and welcome to Duffified Live for this week. Ready for this, Monty Dilaga, also known as the Mo Train. What's going on, Monty? Hey, what's up, brother? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's uh. A little chilly out here in Vegas this morning. I'll tell you that. So,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least at least you're not, not in Philly right now. Oh my God, I know I flew out the other day. Oh, nice. No. Uh, and what's it, what is it like back there right now? Yeah, it's chilly right now, but it's supposed to be getting into the 60s soon. So just oh. bring back this summer, man. This winter stuff sucks.
1: I know, I know. It's been that gray world over there. Yep. Uh, so hey, Monty, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you tell me who you are, what you do, and how everybody can get in contact with you?
0: Oh man, I'm Monty Weirdalaga. More people know me as Motrain. I am a competitive eater. I am a entertainer, podcaster. Uh, I am a MC. <laughs> a of, a whole bag of tricks, man. You got YouTube, it all. Going on. Yeah, I've got it all going on, man. Uh, you can check my stuff out at uh, all over the place. Uh, MoTrainEats.com, MoTrainShow.com. Have uh Motrain's tracks.com or Motrains Tracks podcast, Motrain Eats podcast. Um <laughs> also have uh uh Motra- no, children's stories read by Motrain podcast. <laughs> so yeah, all kinds of stuff, man.
1: And then and then what's your Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff?
0: So my Twitter is uh Motrains Tracks. Instagram is Motrain eats. You can find me on Facebook under Motrain and Man, what else? Uh, on YouTube is under Motrin Eats as well. you're uh, I thought I had a lot of websites, dude. Seriously, <laughs> hey, you start early and keep going,
1: right? And my, uh, my thing is, if I, th- I basically if I have a thought, I buy a website for it. There you go. You know, it's like it's never ending with that. So, um, so, so you're you're a Kenneth Square guy, just outside of Philadelphia. Yep. Um, you know, most people that know at Kennan Square understand it's kind of a smaller little sleepy town. And the big thing that happens there every year is the Mushroom Festival, Right. Um, which they they really I mean, they're full blown on that, man. I mean, it's a massive, massive festival.
0: Yeah. Hundreds of hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's not so sleepy these days, though. It's It's blown up tons of bars and beer and beer gardens and everything. It's 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 coming along. It's great. I haven't been out there in a couple of mu- a couple months. I've been out there probably about a year.
1: Yeah. Um, I usually ride through there. So, I mean, I'm a big Harley guy. So we ride through there a lot.
0: Oh yeah. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so let's kind of go through the the path here. I mean, how does, how does one go from, you know, being a Monty in Kenneth square to <laughs> having, you know, 40 websites and, and winning, you know, competitions with eating and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So uh, my path started in 2007 with uh, Motrin's Tracks Podcast. It's pretty much in 2005. It's right when podcasting came out. Okay. And, uh, you know, I always do crazy things. I said to my brother, uh, you know, I'm going to try this thing. He said, go for it. Uh, Probably two months later, I had about 25,000 followers. Uh, I ended up covering, I was one of the first podcasts to ever cover Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival in uh, Tennessee, which is uh, massive. I've done probably 60 to 70 interviews with some of the world's biggest musicians. Wow. So, you know, just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's the interview thing went really well. It was just fun to connect with, connect with the artists. Cause it's, you know, they're people too. We just have a conversation. I'm not, you know, yes, no questions. We just sit down and hang out have some drinks, you know, and a party with some of the guys. It's, it's cool. So from there, uh, I was in the restaurant business for 20 years. Uh, we've definitely crossed paths, uh, <laughs> before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, down, down in Westchester. um, oh yeah i don't know if i should remember that uh mention the name but
1: <laughs> i mean you know everybody everybody knows what it is i mean we can yeah. we can this is my podcast we right. can talk about whatever the <clears throat> fuck we want to talk about ah, can I mean, mention sure names too, okay. it's the best
0: it's the best <laughs> yeah, so so back in the day you know i was it was working downtown Inn, i was working fine dining ended up going into kildare's uh irish pub and managed that for about a year i guess and that Kind of sucked, so <laughs> I moved on. Um, it was just just the the time eater, uh, you know. But besides it's that, so funny time eater. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. yeah, Jesus, uh, <laughs> yeah, mayhem. I can't, if, Yeah, it was mayhem, man. I, you know, it was it was cool. It didn't suck. It was cool. I had a good time, but it was time to move on. And yeah. uh, you know, when you're starting a family and stuff, it's not exactly the best time for that. So I moved on to restaurants and then from there I uh, did another crazy thing. It's, you know, I saw, I saw wing bowl. I thought to myself, you know, I can eat, but before wing bowl, I decided to go to the mushroom, to the mushroom festival. And they had an eating contest, mushroom eating contest. And I actually won the first year Well, the amateur. I won the first year I entered. So after that, I thought, you know, why don't I go into wing bowl? Hold on. So, so, so,
1: you go and you do it. You you do the mushroom festival. So what what did you have to eat at the mushroom festival?
0: So the mushroom festival were fried mushrooms. Okay, so and bready, ate, fat,
1: yeah. filling. Oh God. I mean even Dude. though I mean that mushroom, but that it's really that breading that's
0: just that's doesn't say. Up. Oh yeah, you know, and how, how it retains some of the grease. Oh, so, fuck. Oh yeah, when you're when you're about six pounds in. Shit, dude! You just want to fucking vomit your, all over the and, place.
1: <laughs> and what was your what was your winning what was your winning amount?
0: I think it was about six pounds for the God. first year. Yeah, for the first year. So I'll tell you what I've never felt so sick. I can sure. eat twenty pounds of of chicken at at mushroom at a uh, wing bowl, right. but when you eat six pounds of fried mushrooms, they're they're fantastic. They're awesome. But when you <laughs> eat that much in the grease, holy shit, oh, yeah. dude! I felt dead. It like, literally I, I, it pours out of you. I mean, literally. Dead.
1: I mean, uh, it pours out of your ass, it pours out of your, <laughs> out of your arms, your fingers. I mean, it's all yeah. over your face. Like that grease is just. You're laden at that point.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I was walking around and I couldn't even pull the trigger. Oh, <laughs> I, was God. Trying, I was trying to empty the empty the uh, the basket there, and it just couldn't. <laughs> like, Motherfucker, dude. <laughs> so, so yeah, so after that, I I said, you know, I'm gonna try wing bowl, and right. you know, I, I went in the first year, and I got, I ate. To represent Kennet, I went on uh, ninety-four WIP and did the uh, my to get the eating my eating stunt to get in was, I think three pounds of fried mushrooms with a pound and a quarter of Brussels sprouts. Oh, geez. so oh, I love them, but I played oh, no, well. no, no, I'm, dude, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, game on as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I just know the the the, the negative benefits, <laughs> even though that's a <laughs> it's kind of a positive negative world there, but the negative benefits of that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. but I went in just destroyed it, and uh, so I went in as MoTrain, and you know uh, Wing Bowl is is uh, part eating, but part Part like wrestling showmanship and all that kind of stuff. So went in and destroyed my eating stunt and got into Wing Bowl the first first year, did pretty well the first year, but after that I kind of evolved my character of that, and I went in in full suit with Day the Dead professionally done Day the Makeup. Uh, with Bandana, Club Risque was my sponsor. Oh, God. Dude, it was a fucking shit fest.
1: Oh, my God. A shit sure. fest.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I did it for, what's it, five or six years. I got top five uh, th- the past two years. And, wow. you know, it was, it was one of the craziest experiences ever. I mean, wing bowl eating, like, I ate probably 350 wings my last time. Fuck. Which is close to 20 pounds, I think. And, Doing that at six o'clock in the morning in front of twenty plus thousand people who are shit faced at six o'clock in the morning, dude. There's nothing it's like Philly
1: it. Shit-faced.
0: Oh, it's Philly shit faced. Philly shit faced. Dude, so they go they go out to the bars the night before and just drink their faces off and take it straight that from table. the bars. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They go from from two o'clock the bars close and then make their way over to the to the uh, parking lot and just keep on rocking. Until the doors open and it is fucking sick.
1: I mean, that's, I've never done it. I'll be honest. I've never been to wing bowl.
0: Yeah, It's done now. It, I know it, that's it. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, so
1: it was, why was, why did they, why did they cancel it?
0: <clears throat> uh, man, I, you know, they say it's because the Eagles finally won the Super Bowl. Okay. but it's good way to stop. I, uh, I don't think that was it. I don't think that no. was it at all. It's the gotta be
1: the liability
0: but, alone. Yeah. I mean, oh, hold on one second.
1: Close the door. <laughs> that's like my right, house dude. it literally is like my. there's either a dog barking i'm in a hotel and i'm ecstatic i'm laying across <laughs> a bed right now interviewing you nice in my house it's like i usually interview at three o'clock or 3 15 or something yeah. like that my daughters are rolling in from school my <laughs> dog's barking in the background i got people knocking on the front door it's horrible so i get it that's it, it.
0: <laughs> um, but no, it's. It, it, I didn't. I don't think it was. It was just that. I think that the times have changed, and yeah. you know, it always got a super bad rap for being. Uh, I guess it was show, a bit chauvinistic, and hey, uh, there was strippers everywhere. Oh God, damn right? Uh, so strippers everywhere and stuff. So you know, maybe it was. Give me one second. Sorry,
1: right, on. man. I'm not, I'm not a cat guy, Mo. I'm going to let you know right off the bat. Uh, so Wing Bowl, everybody, is like this debaucherous <laughs> festival. Sorry. I'm telling everybody what Wing Bowl is. Yeah. So Wing Bowl is like this debaucherous festival that happens in Philadelphia uh, before the Super Bowl. And it's just a massive drink fest and just a slug fest. Oh, yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I, I, And I've I've never been. I mean, I just I, I'm not I I've zero desire to go to that. Yeah. So I'm never going to be able to. So I'm good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was never about the strippers and all that kind of stuff for me. Honestly, sure. it was more of a chance to get all the all my friends together. It was almost like a college reunion every oh, year. God, yeah. and you know, to be able to bring those guys out with me, like on my float or you know in my entourage. Right. <laughs> so that was just a just fantastic experience. But everyone was cool. I you know I miss it. I think it's it's awesome. I you know there was definitely a hole when uh, that you know the Friday before Super Bowl came around, but it was. You know, it was yeah. a, you know, it's a good time, but now, you know, after, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead, man. So after, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So I was saying, so with combination, so in combination with wing ball, that the, the Motrain train notoriety <laughs> kind of spread as domes as that sounds, but you know, I guess it reaches a lot of people. So what I started doing, I was doing more YouTube stuff. So I, I uh, ended up hooking up with uh, a couple of local guys and we started shooting uh, motrain eats. Which basically started off as a project for the Kenneth Mushroom Festival. Okay, uh, we went around the different restaurants, breweries, and events around Kenneth Square, and uh, and filmed, and it was it was a good time. But the, the cool thing of that, the residual f- effect of that, is it got out to casting directors, and uh, you know, so I'm pretty much on the same path you are, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to be like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, but, uh, I, I mean, so I want to
1: talk a little bit about the, the eating part of it, yeah. because to me, it's always fascinating. And I think to a lot of people, it's very fascinating how somebody can sit down and eat that much yeah. and not, I mean, cause look, we've all seen, you know, th- we've seen some of these eaters, man. I mean, who's yeah. the woman who's like, four foot yeah. yeah, I Molly mean, Schuyler. she's a tiny, tiny woman and she just, she just
0: packs it in. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's a, she's a really cool person, but she eats like she's the best in the world. I don't care about Joey Chestnut or anything. She can destroy everybody. Like She sat down and ate, I forget how many pounds of, of prime rib she ate, like 40 pounds oh or something God, like that. Something ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she just eats and eats and eats, and it's it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I can't touch that.
1: All right, so I mean, you're banging back 350 wings, so I want to yeah. talk about the wing. All right. So, is it, look, I'm a chef. I know food. You've been in the business, you know food. Right. Is it a big fucking wing? Is it nah. like a, one of the little baby ones? Is it in between?
0: No, they're, they're no BFG wings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, the BFGs, baby. Those are the best. I remember. I Those remember. Are the best, dude. We, dude, <laughs> they were good, fun, man. We did, not that they had bad food no. before. But we made a lot of great fucking changes in that place. Yeah, it was delicious, and, and, man. And it was it was a fucking struggle, dude. <laughs> that bet. was a struggle, I man. Bet. I mean, when I got on board, when I got on board, they got shut down by one of the food service purveyors, Cisco. Oh yeah. Shut them down because they owed five hundred thousand dollars. Holy shit. And I was like, and, and I'm like, now, and, and our fearless leader, uh-huh. Mr. Dave McGrogan, like, well, you better fix it, dude. Like, if you're going to be a rhino, then you're oh, going to fix Jesus it.
0: Jesus Christ,
1: I'm and going I'm to a like, rhino shit. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been working for you for like a month and a half. Yeah. Now, I mean, the crazy part of this whole thing is these guys were holding in nine restaurants. I know. $90,000 in inventory. Holy I will shit. never forget this. I, I mean, it was ninety thousand dollars that they were, and it, it got to a point that I, I was telling people, "You're not allowed to order food."
0: <laughs>
1: wow! Like Jesus. you can't order. You need potatoes? Okay, good. Yeah. Manny Unk, there's forty. You know, there's forty fucking cases of potatoes in King of Prussia. Go pick <laughs> up ten. Jesus! And and what happened was Cisco freaked the fuck out. Oh yeah, because sure. I mean you know. Headhouse Square mm-hmm. was was a restaurant that was doing seventy five hundred dollars a week in food, but they're holding nine thousand dollars on their shelves. Jesus, I mean, it was like I, I couldn't believe the fucking waste. Yeah, and the money that just sat on shelves. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It man. was so bad. The product <clears> that got <throat> thrown out that was just laying in freezers, and the lack of I don't know. I, 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 I just still can't believe. it. I tell that story all the time, <laughs> all the fucking time.
0: And that rhino shit. <laughs> I mean, you but, know, he, <sighs> it's a rip off, rip off of the secret. Like uh, that was when I, I heard. It. I was like, yeah, you know, it's cool. I, I appreciate it, but it's not original. But no, it, what no. is though? But what is?
1: Right, well, exactly. We're all we're all recreating some form of somebody right. else. You know, what right. I mean, that's right. just we all do that stuff. But it was. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember being told. When that we were opening a restaurant in North Carolina. Yeah. Like Chapel oh, Hill, right? If you're yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Chapel Hill. Yeah. If you're not, you know, you need to pay for the plate stuff. What? Like you you need to pay for the plates. The plates are coming in. Like if you're a rhino and you're a part of this company, and here's me, like I'm a young dude, I've got a young family, yeah, you know, for me to pay twenty five hundred dollars or twenty four hundred dollars for plates, first off was a fucking disgrace <laughs> that the conversation <laughs> even happened to.
0: Jesus Christ, my like, flashback.
1: what the fuck, oh yeah. man, it was so bad. Wow, man, no, that was a, but I'll tell you what, man, I learned a shit ton oh, I'm sure I'm it, sure. it uh, that job propelled me to be able to do what i do now which is to monitor and effectively have people run profitable kitchens because of that fucking full-blown shit show (laughs) you learn
0: from people's mistakes holy shit
1: the mistakes that were made it was unbelievable i mean and now most of those are gone right right and and you know i mean the 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 next brand came up Right. But yeah, that was a fucking nightmare, man. (laughs) I'll never forget that
0: shit. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus
1: for somebody. And this is the funniest part. And I'll tell this story. And somebody told me to just drop it. But I will never forget this because this was a motivational speaker. This was a gentleman who talked about accountability and going for your dreams. And he looked at me one day and he's like, you know, you really got to give up this idea of being on TV. Why don't you just focus on being a chef and then you'll be great. And I was like, you motherfucker.
0: <laughs> you little motherfucker. Yeah, seriously, little is true. <laughs> oh, fuck. But not jaded, are you? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I just, you know, I mean, it was just it was just the weirdest. That was such a weird fucking time, dude. I know. Seriously. seriously. Where, where, where did you go after there?
0: Uh, When the hell did I go? Oh, shit. And uh, you,
1: were, you were in Westchester.
0: Yeah, I was in Westchester. And then I went to Delaware. I was working in Delaware. I was working that, in Westfound City. That
1: there. fucking place. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I will never. Dude, do you know, man, would you know that we closed a restaurant down in the dark of night?
0: What? Oh, was that a head, was that, uh, head, house, head house square? Was that one? That oh, closed?
1: well, I'm sure that one closed it at, at, yeah. in the dark of night as well. Jesus. No, the one in Media.
0: Oh, really?
1: <laughs> Which, oddly enough, was a very profitable restaurant. Yeah. Like, on, on, on if you were to grade them all, right? this one was a profitable restaurant. Huh. They did a really nice job. And then I remember them being like, you know, we're having a meeting at 11 o'clock tonight. Oh, Jesus. And they're like, all right, we're shutting the place down. Like, the, the state police were called, dude. Wow. Because there was, there was a fight with, like, a, a boyfriend or something. And I, it was, a, it was the weirdest fucking, dude, the shit that I saw, like I, sure. they, wanted to, they wanted to get a, 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 like a crane in to come in and so we could take the AC with us, <laughs> <laughs> like it was fucking dude. It was the dark of night,
0: but give up your dreams. Do you know what,
1: dude, do you know what the funny part about that is? Yeah. We moved all that shit down to a warehouse mm-hmm. and then. They didn't like where it was placed in the warehouse. So they had the people who moved it in the dark of night, go back down the next fucking day and rearrange that shit.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: I mean, the, 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 the world that we all lived in was so weird. Yeah. Wasteful. So, I don't know. All right. So again, so where did you go after that?
0: I went to, I guess it was in, I was at crazy cats in oh, the Shannon. Yeah. Uh, in the Mont they were uh, a mobile four star when I was there. Oh, wow. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty great. I was there and I went to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a Platinum dining group. <clears throat> Pardon me. I had uh, capers and lemons. Okay. So I was there. I was there for a bit and then went into, now I'm a general manager at Staples. So I'm totally out of the restaurant biz, but I'm totally still, out. oh yeah. You know, I, I, I miss it. I, you know, met a ton of good people, uh, learned a ridiculous amount of good food. Uh, my pops got me into the business and, uh, you know, forever thankful for that, you know, to learn his side. And uh, now like I'm out. But I'm still you know I still enjoy food whenever I can, well, good food and uh, copious amounts, obviously <laughs> and, sure. uh, and uh but now I'm trying to get into entertainment as well, so so uh,
1: okay, I, because of the fact that this show has multi tracks and we literally run a marathon through a crazy forest of of weirdness, <laughs> what so what, when you're eating, all right, so the wings, yeah so. So they're dumping wings mm-hmm. in front of you. Are they sauced wings? Are they?
0: just- Oh climbing? yeah, boy, that was a that was a, the segue. That's a good one because <laughs> we started got yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. BFG, so right. the uh, so the BFGs to the to the wing bowl wings. So the wing bowl wings are PJ Wheeling hands. Uh, very small, right. tiny. They're uh, you know they're definitely small for numbers. Sure. They're mild. They're bland as shit. Uh, really? You know, you're lucky to have them have a little bit of temperature to it. They're usually pretty cold oh fuck oh yeah oh yeah but so it's smarter
1: sp- to get the mm-hmm. meat off the bone and go nah, actually actually together.
0: no it's not now it's they they cook it they cook it well it's it was it was cooked well and although last year there were definitely some purple wings and i looked at them and you're having it's a tough enough time keeping that many pounds down but when you start seeing purple wings you're like fuck i gotta eat this oh, and man. yeah i just it was a it's you know it's a mind over matter thing and i'm like if, if i'm gonna if i'm gonna get as high of a place as I did, I got to eat this shit. So, you know, just dominate, as I say, and just fucking just eat, but they're small and they're, uh, they're barbecue. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, so, so it's not
1: buffalo sauce.
0: Nah, no no no. I mean,
1: are you a heat guy? I mean, can you handle
0: Oh, heat? oh yeah. Yeah, really? I'm I'm part of, I'm part of Indonesian, man. So Oh, I didn't so,
1: know that. All right. Yeah, I was tra- yeah. I was wondering what your last name what that what that that kind of lineage was with
0: that. Yeah, Dutch and Indonesian. So, yeah, I grew up with I grew up with sambal and, you know, all the hot sauces. I'm I'm in big into it. Uh I don't go straight for heat anymore. I'm more of a a flavor and heat guy. So, right. if just if it's a straight fire, you know, I uh, I can appreciate it, but I'd rather have like when I make hot sauce, I usually make a like a tropical hot sauce with some berries and you know fruit and all that, and balance it off with some habanero. So, okay.
1: so so are, now I'm trying to give a visual to people. So, are you standing yeah. at a table? Are you? What is the best way to eat like that? Standing, sitting.
0: So we come in on floats. And I'm right. coming around the coming around the arena and standing on top of like a eight foot tall float, uh, yelling at people, throwing throwing beads. Get led around, <clears throat> and then when I jump off, I get a t shirt on, go up to the st- go up to the stage, which is absolutely fucking ape shit. You look around; it's a sold out arena, and uh, you sit down at the table. You got it. like, there's so much adrenaline pumping. So you, you chill out a little bit because they're introducing people. They're introducing Ric Flair. Uh, you know, it's just, it's one thing after another. But you know, when Rick, I eat, I'm sorry. Ric Flair died, didn't he? Recently? No, no, he didn't. He he still yet. alive? Oh, oh, hold on one second. Okay, close it, please. Sorry, uh, no, Ric Flair didn't die. He almost died. <laughs> he almost died. Uh, he, okay. Well, the last time I saw him, man, he looked like he had a foot in the grave. <laughs> like, really? He was... I think yeah. he died, dude. No, he didn't die. He's still alive. He's definitely still alive. But he was—he almost died at that one point. Okay. He almost died. Yeah. But so, get up to the table, and when I'm eating, I'm definitely sitting down. Uh, I. Some people do stand when you eat, but if your face is closer to the to the plate, you're not wasting wasting time with the extra movements. So you know you got to, as stupid okay. as it sounds. Right. Competitive eating has a bit of a a bit of skill to it, especially wings. Uh, wings are a lot different than eating mushrooms or eating anything else because you have to get, you have to clean the, clean the bone.
1: Now, but, is, yeah. it all, is it all flats or are they drummies in flats? They're both, both. Okay. All right, both, so it's so, two yeah. different. And there's two different techniques to eating
0: them. Correct, yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, so with uh, with like uh, the drums, just spin them. Basically, yes. so just take them and spin them and just eat like that. And then with the uh, with the flats or the other people call them the wingettes, just because the wing bowl, uh, you right. take, there's a thing called the umbrella where you can take it with two hands and put it in your it mouth down. and then rip it, pull it down. Although I do it, I just I pinch I pinch one end, put it in my mouth and just rip. Yeah, I'm the same. And way. I, yeah, i fuck it. up
1: a wing. So oh yeah,
0: yeah. So you have to do a, you do a pace, <clears throat> and then I tell the I tell the wingettes. From risque, I tell them yell at me. <laughs> and they're like, What? Is it? Nah, scream at me, get me going. Like, and so the whole time I'm eating, the whole half hour. People are just just fucking just screaming at you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I like sometimes I've laughed. Like I'm right. choked. Yeah, because they're saying like funny things. And it's sure. it's funny. But it's it's hardcore, man. Like if you're eating that many, like the first round last year, I think I ate about a hundred and fifty in fourteen minutes. Oh my God. So you know, it's it's one of the things where it's just mind over matter. Just go, 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 go like that. Just, just just rip and rip and rip. And uh, during the during the contest, WIP is playing on the on the big screen up top. They're playing videos, of people vomiting, and you know different uh, stuff like that. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. So I don't look up. I mean, I've done it before. I, this right. year, this year I was actually kind of sick when I went in. I, I don't know, caught a, a flu or something like that. But I was. Well, you know, just kind of. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was Everybody bad. Had that it flip, was bad. Yeah. yeah. The night before, I had a like a really high temperature. And I was like, "Fuck, man." Oh you shit. Know? Yeah. I was shivering. I was I was getting my makeup put on. I was actually laying in a bed and covered in covers. I was like, oh, "I don't know how the hell I'm gonna do this." Oh my but, god. But you know, adrenaline takes over. But it's you know, it's it's hardcore. Like people get to a certain point and they feel themselves getting full and they're like, "I'm done." If you do that, you're out. You are done. So it's it's totally mine never matter. Right.
1: Now. Um, dude, I just can't imagine. I I mean, what's going
0: on around you? Well, there's, I think 32 eaters there may have been, I think. So around there are probably 60 to 70 wingettes on the stage with us. Okay. But I mean, obviously you can't pay attention to any of that stuff. You're zoning out. But in front of you, like you're looking at it across the arena, you're seeing A sea of people like it's it's like a sold out concert. It's the most ridiculous fucking thing you'll ever experience in a live venue. If you're if you're performing because you're like, dude, I'm like headlining a huge concert and I'm fucking eating wings. (laughs) But it's so going around like if you're looking around the stadium, you see people chanting, people singing, fights breaking out every once in a while. You hear people yelling and it's, it's one thing after another, but you can't really pay attention too much of it because if you do, you lose your, you lose your, uh, your rhythm and and you're fucked. So, you know, it's the first, the first round goes by and I was, you know, I was positive. I was making it to the second round. You know, there was, uh, it was, I felt was it was solid and I waited to get my name called second round comes around and you're about 10 pounds in of food Oh, fuck and then, oh yeah, oh yeah, and then, <laughs> like shit, here we go, second round. So you can't really drink that much water. Uh, I basically just take the water bottle and put it up to my mouth and let it like dribble all over my myself just to get the chicken a little wet. Okay, and just keep going. And then you're hearing people. So they're doing live commentary during the contest and you're hearing, Oh, my train's on his fifth blade. Oh my God. I can't believe it. You know, you yelling like that. Right. And then, then you hear the guy next to me. Oh, he just vomited. He's up. Oh. So bro. yeah. So I'm, so I was next to a guy and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eyes, he just puke flying everywhere. <laughs> oh fuck no. oh, yeah, oh yeah. So you're smelling that shit. And you're like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, <coughs> excuse, me I was, I was laughing kind of just like because the more people that, that puke, the puke you know the better off you are so i'm like all right there's another person down so i'm just trying to totally ignore this smell of puke uh. and just eat and eat and eat uh it's it's pretty fucking funny man so by the end of that next 14 minutes you feel like absolute fucking balls <laughs> At that point, I was I was up to probably another 10, 12 pounds. Because so the second round, I end up, for some reason, pick up, pick up pace. And, you know, it's by the by the last round, the last five, you have all the media comes up to, right in front of your table. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is a fucking crazy life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know? serious. Yeah, I could so. vomit over every single one of you right
0: now. <laughs> but I'm thankfully, I'm not a puker. That's one thing. Like I've, uh, I, I, after the contest, I was able to get rid of it, and it's the most disgusting thing ever. Like, it, it, to give you a visual, I don't know if you really want to get a visual of this, Dude, but I've
1: got, uh, I've already got questions <laughs> about what the next hours like, the next <laughs> night, the next morning. So yeah. you go whatever direction you want to go. I, I know exactly what fucking questions I'm asking.
0: <laughs> so uh, you know, after the contest. I got uh, top. I got fourth uh, two years ago. I got fifth this past year, uh, okay. which was huge because the, some of the world's best eaters are there. Yeah. And it's just me coming out of Kenneth Square and doing something just for the hell of it and actually placing higher than some people do that I actually trained for it all their all year is pretty apeshit. You know, so if I train, if I actually went hardcore and trained all year, probably I could do better. But that's not my life, man. You know, it's just fun. It's just right. fun. But sure. so afterwards, all the confetti gets shot and people start to file out and i'm i'm green i'm yeah. fucking green like hey, they're Motrin. come over here do an interview with us I'm like, oh, all right. my so, yeah, god so yeah so all i want to do is pull the fucking trigger yeah like you know i'm so they're like motri come over here we going to do pictures like it was it's it's you're honestly a celebrity for the day for sure i mean it's sure. wherever you go it's it's pretty nuts and i'm keep in mind i'm, I'm in full makeup day of the dead makeup with half of it rubbed off because it's covered in chicken sauce. So oh, <laughs> I look like God. A, a demon, like a fucking messy demon. Right. And you know, so so after that I finally make my way through, go backstage to where the you know the the locker rooms are and stuff and there's a line of, of eaters back there. And everyone's pulling the trigger. Oh, It's fuck. like it's no. Piles of fucking puke everywhere. Oh, and my I finally God. get back there and I go back in the stall and I'm looking around and I just started laughing. I don't know if it was like the adrenaline flowing. And I just, so I pulled the trigger and was laughing so hard when I was puking because it was just ridiculous. Like everyone, uh, because there was, because everyone out there was just laughing too, because i are like, Jesus Christ, man, how much did you fucking eat? So it was like, there's the, you know, you know, the water level in the, in the toilet bowl, right? There was so much fucking chicken in there. It was like an island outside of the, of the water. It was above the water. It was, like oh my God. 20, 20 pounds of chicken meat coming right. out. And afterwards, the adrenaline flows like crazy. We were going around the uh, Wells Fargo Center. I mean, going around, and chanting, singing. They're like, they're like, Mo Train, what's up? Good job. Come take pictures with us. So after that, I'm feeling good, and I'm getting ready to get. I'm ready to get fucked up because everyone's been partying all night. So right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but well, we have, you know, we. We go around and let I let people take pictures with I wear a Motrin bandana. They take pictures with that or my sign from, from the entrance. So people, you know, people, people really really enjoy it and go. We end up going out afterwards, hitting some clubs and go to uh, Xfinity Live where it's it's always it's always a shit show. Everyone just fucking wrecked. Right. But uh, everyone like when I go over there. So before so before we go over there, we always stop back at the car and rip some shots. So I'm. Quite a few, but but keep in mind, I just ingested what fifteen thousand no fifteen thousand calories with a ridiculous amount of fat and like it's oh, oh yeah yeah so a normal person would probably be shit faced doing that many shots I did as a in a row quickly right. but it what just doesn't hit it doesn't hit you yeah so, yeah
1: yeah so got after that blockers we made, dude huh you've got blockers at that point
0: yeah yeah I need to go on cholesterol medicine after that shit for sure seriously oh my god yeah i
1: mean what is your how is your body reacting at this point
0: so not good not good so you know it's
1: i mean i'd i'd probably shit myself
0: (laughs) it's the opposite you're not shitting really yeah with all all that grease and all that it's all compacted man don't Uh, don't. it's the opposite so yep you're all plugged up but the adrenaline is a powerful drug. It really is. Like it's, it's your, it's like being on the highest high and it rocks you for like a couple hours. Right. And then you fall on your fucking face and it, and it's horrible, horrible feeling. Like I've never been in withdrawal or anything like that, but I, it's like, you know, I I can imagine how horrible it would feel because it's like, you were do, feeling so great, and all of a sudden, you feel like you can't move. Your thoughts are fucked up. Like it's it's your body's processing all that shit. Your brain doesn't know what to do. And- exactly, exactly. And I know the drinks don't help at all, but you know it's right. A point sure, like I said, like when I we go over Xfinity Live and I'm drinking, people, hey, Moatree, want to do a shot with us? Yeah, sure. Oh, and it see. happens. It happens every five steps. It really yeah. does. Like because I, I go over there in my my eater T-shirt all covered and it's i mean with makeup you obviously know who i am yeah and of course i'm enjoying it too and i'm like yeah well let's have some beverages so i keep drinking and drinking and it's a combination of the booze and the grease and just everything hitting you and your yeah. body hates you man it hates you for days for days
1: i mean the 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 the
0: Jesus, the mental
1: side effects <laughs> yeah. of having that much product, that much protein in your body, and that much fat and that many calories—it's got to be—it's it, what's I mean. For two weeks, you've got to be feeling that. Uh,
0: probably yeah, probably about a week. Probably about okay. a week. You're not, you know, you're not, uh, you're not yourself afterwards. Right. You're not yourself afterwards. So, like, I mean, uh, are you are you
1: cranky? Are you uh, you know, short tempered.
0: Nah, I mean, no. I'm a chill. I'm a chill dude. Okay. I'm a chill dude. Right. I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's like fifteen thousand calories going through your body. It's like a week's allowance for most people. Right. And it's you know, it's I feel like shit walking around, but I'm I'm super pumped at at how it went again. And you know, we're we're walking through the city. Stopping in different bars and going back to the hotel because there's no way I'm driving after that. Right. Not, like Not just because I'm drinking because my body just doesn't want to move. Right. Uh, so I'm good till about four o'clock and then I'm done. And, you know, I just drink a lot of water, kind of kind of try to flush everything out. But the fat and the cholesterol and everything, man, it's, it's not healthy. I don't advise, I don't advise it for people. You know, it's a competitive eating is serious shit. I mean, people die. Uh, you know, I I don't do it all the time. I have a lot of friends who do. I, I could do it all the time if I wanted to, but, it, man, it's it's not. It, I enjoy it, but that's not the kind of life I can live because I know how shitty I feel after contests, even after eating after uh, ch- eating challenges, man. You, you know, you feel like shit for a day or so, and that's, eh, I'd rather be I on mean, I just I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I just know that, you know, you go out for a night, you go to fucking Denny's at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. and you know, you throw back, you know, a moon's over my hammy and yep. a side of nachos. And I mean, for me, my body is, my body's angry, you know, <laughs> my body and, and, and the psychological effects of it yeah. with depression with, because you're eating one, you're eating just a fuck ton of chemicals. Oh, yeah. I mean, trust me, it's not like Denny's is is known for its high quality. They're not rolling free range eggs in the back door. (laughs) Okay. They're doing a commodity-based, chemical laden, out, you know, you know, antibiotic and hormone, you know, uh, obsessed chicken. And in reality, you ate 350 wings. I mean, Mm -hmm. dude, you fucked up a lot of chickens. Think about how many chickens you killed (laughs) just to
0: eat that one fucking contest. (laughs) I mean, it's sort <laughs> of like, all those vegans out there, but oh, you, know, you got you to you do. Yeah, seriously. I know. Yeah, I've thought about it, man. It's it's pretty crazy. It's yes. it's it's nuts. But yeah, your your body just hates you, and just you know, you just want to eat a salad afterwards, right? You ready to do. You no, know, it's.
1: I mean, at this point, are you are you married and you have kids for the last one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so now you've got to you've got to leave this world. Yep. On a Friday. And at four o'clock, are you then? You said, are you going
0: home at that point? No, no, no. I'm so we're drinking. Okay. We're okay. From so the You're moment,
1: just drinking. You're just throwing them back.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, if the contest. Uh, well, the wing Bowl, You get out like ten o'clock. Yeah. So you go street, in there. It's you dark into the streets. Yeah. yeah. So you, it's funny because you walk out and you're like, oh, it's sunny. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's screaming and yelling and throwing throwing beers back, like parading over to, to Xfinity. and. It's no, I stay there. I stay there the night, just because you know. I I sometimes I would go home later. I would just chill out, but for for my personal, you know, just my well being. I think as much as I don't know how well being and wing bowl go together, but <laughs> with, with uh, you know that I just it's just good to chill out with my friends and and just go to sleep if I have to. I'd rather do that than risk anything, you know. Yeah. But yeah, the next day I go home and. My wife like, yeah, you're not Motrin today.
1: <laughs> so oh, go back to dude, the that humbling, that humbling of walking into your house after yep. that high. Yep. I mean, look, I, I get it. I get it all the awesome. time. I mean, I go and I do an appearance, and I walk in my front door, and my daughter's like, "We have to go to Rite Aid. I need to pick up yep. my prescription. <laughs> We've got to go to school." And, and my contrast. kids don't. Talk, my kids don't talk like that. Trust me, my kids are fucking awesome. Yeah. But it's so funny that. That you've got you're on a pedestal at that point. I mean, you literally are on a pedestal. You know, I mean you're you're being treated in such a way, and then you go home (laughs) and you're just you're knocked, you're not there's there's no
0: Motrain in here, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) My kids are like, like, My daddy's Motrain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My daughter's like, Yeah, my dad, yes, my dad yelled at people on TV. (laughs) They don't even play it anymore. But um, I mean, so in reality, I mean, so the next couple of days, are, are you just crushing back a couple of salads? Are you still feeling the effects at all? Or are you just, you're good? Like come Monday, you're ready to roll?
0: Uh, probably Wednesday. So before, okay. so before Wing Bowl, I drink gallons of water to stretch my stomach. So oh, okay. Gallons oh, wow. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're drinking, basically, I'm going to drink a gallon of water within two minutes, about.
1: So. Okay. I'm, have you mm. ever heard have you ever heard the theory that you cannot drink a gallon of milk in 1 hour?
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that, I mean I have you ever tried that? I've never done it. I thought about it. Uh, it would be kind of funny if I projectile vomited all over the place. Oh but, my god. But I know people who can do it. But I, really? yeah, yeah, but I I've, I've seen many people vomit. Huh. Uh, but I can definitely I can definitely do water. That's that's right. not a big deal. So, I ask mean, right. after after the contest. Downs. Yeah, after the contest I'm still drinking water like that because, you know, it's it's just got to flush everything out.
1: Now, where did you learn all of this? <clears throat> I mean, is this uh, is there, are these techniques you picked up on your own? Did you talk yeah. to other professional leaders? Yeah, there's there's a pretty big circle.
0: There's a pretty okay. big circle. It's really grown significantly since I started back in I don't even know 2012ish, I guess. So, yeah, it's so because with it with a really Explosion of YouTube and competitive oh, yeah. eating and challenges and all that. There's a big community. I mean, you can you can look on there. You can see everybody. I'm on on my website. I have ton of different eating challenges from people over the world. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of kind of glean some information from Molly or from Bob or some some of the world's best eaters. It's, you know, it's just kind of funny how you end up meeting people, and uh, you know you. You take just like like I said earlier, you know we're just taking ideas from other people and you know use them for ourselves. So, you know, I mean,
1: it is that is that a shareable? You know, I mean, are you sitting around afterwards saying, "Dude, how did you throw that other five pounds down?" You know, what is your trick? I mean, yeah. Is that person sharing that trick
0: with you? Some people do, some people don't. Okay. But it's you know if with that many that many pounds under your belt, either you have capacity or you don't. So if you're not training for it, you're not going to eat a lot. I mean, you're going to eat some, but the first year I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I ate, sure. I ate probably 80 wings. Okay. Which I mean, the I, first I could
1: week. probably do 80 wings.
0: Yeah. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but I learned, I learned some strategies and how to eat it fast and how to stretch my stomach. Right. And I went in, I think I, the first year I went in and I, I didn't eat for two days and that's, obviously the wrong thing to do because your stomach shrinks. So that's, you know, besides that, I I would keep drinking water and water and water just keep stretching. But yeah, that's, it's, I know. So there's a guy, Notorious B.O.B., and there's also um, Badlands Booker, two big guys who can drink two, three gallons of water in a sitting. And that's, I mean, how much is a gallon? Eight pounds, something like that? Eight pounds, 128 ounces. Yeah, so. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, I guess you should know that. <laughs> I, I, I know I have a couple ideas, I believe. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so just just imagine that. And all that liquid. Ugh. Oh, it's just a walk. Yeah. Oh yeah. So not, I mean, know So one guy well, I've I've heard one guy does it and you can you know get to like three gallons and all of a sudden it's instantaneously coming out both ends. Like oh, you have to do it in the shower. It's, it's gotta go sh- somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm not doing that much. It's uh, you know I do it for fun, so uh, it's not that serious to me. But right. that's,
1: that's do you? Uh, is, is there? Is it just bragging rights? The winning? I mean, well, a, in the fifth place, what are you getting for fifth place?
0: A fucking drink afterwards, I guess. Nothing, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, first and second place, one. Twenty thousand dollars one year, a car, a motorcycle, Harley, uh, a ring that's like eight grand. Like the that's one thing I had. I had issue with the contest. If you make top five, you should get some kind of compensation. I'm really Seriously.
1: sure. I, it was. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Totally. agree. Yeah.
0: So I mean, contests, contests that I run because I MC contests. I suggest that they do that. You know, at least top three get get prizes or top right. five, whatever but a wing bowl was just top two. And that, so unless you're, I knew I wasn't going to get top. I, there's no way I was beating Molly. No one's beating her. Okay. So, you know, there's, I wasn't going to win it, but I was, I was creeping up on, I was creeping up on second, but I didn't make it. But just the fun, it, it, that, that made it all worth it, man. I mean, we put a lot of money into it, you know, a lot of training and we threw out shirts and we, there's a lot of Motrain merchandise floating out there. There you go. <laughs>
1: that's that shit on eBay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Could do funny. that. So
1: now, so what? Why did you? Are you going to continue doing that stuff? Are you done?
0: Well, food wise, I, I'm actually talking to a couple different production, you know, companies and some casting agencies and stuff. So I plan on continuing it in some fashion, either okay. through the eating. Uh, I just got a I got a call recently from or an email. From uh, six ABC, who wants to do a, a piece on me for the localish show oh, that's that they, cool. they started having? Yeah, so they want to they want to do some competitive eating, although I haven't done it in a year, so right. I don't know how, how good I would be. But you know, I want I want to continue in some capacity. I think that for now, I think I'd rather do <clears throat> more of a a Bore Danish style, right? Or, you know, something something to the, to the effect of that or bizarre foods. But I've you know I've been in talk with some. Production agency. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see what shakes out. Uh, I was in the running for the Guy Fieri uh, next big project show. Right. I actually was like one of the I guess one of the last people, but I didn't make because I had too much experience on the mic. So, <laughs> but they got to you know,
1: teach I, you. They got to yeah, train you.
0: That's it, and that's that's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. And I I understood it. I, sure. I should have gone in saying no, I don't know how to talk, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, there's nothing out there. I've never done anything. Yeah, what's exactly. the thing in my hand?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and they and they're like they look up the. Like, yeah, you were on TV before, weren't you? I was like, yeah.
1: Ah, yeah. uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me let me extend my belly just a little bit further. Um. So I mean, so you're gonna pop, you're quite you're gonna be doing some of that stuff. I love the the Kenneth Square episode that you did of your show of Motrain Eats. Ah, oh, thank you. You know that was really it was nice. I, I love the the kind of flow of it and, and the way you put it together. It was a nice video. I watched it I last it. night or yesterday afternoon. I appreciate um, it. It was it was cool, man. It's good. So what is your? I mean, are you doing everything right now to to YouTube and you're moving everything forward from that point?
0: So right now I just gave a GM in a store that's taken about six, six, five hours a week. So it's been kind of tough okay. to pro- produce stuff recently. Right. I'm producing a uh, children's stories podcast with my kids, which actually has been ranked top hundred in quite a few countries. And we've been, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, so that's, that's fun. That's a, that's a labor of love thing. So, you know, I think that, that uh, literacy is hugely important for kids and any way that I can help with that or, to, you know, to let kids experience things even through audio is, is fantastic. But I'm also working with some guys, uh, in, in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, production. They just, they have a production company, the kind of an offshoot of the people that produced the Kenneth square episode. Uh, so we're talking with them, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, there's whatever's going to happen. I don't think that retail is my calling I think that entertaining uh doing something with you know tv or audio I've done voiceovers I did a voiceover for the Philadelphia Union last year that was in a stadium and commercials like stuff like that so you know there's with with the world how it is today there's so many different avenues yeah whether it's self-produced Or with uh, you know podcast wise or YouTube or if you get with production companies so whatever you know wherever it takes me it takes me but you know I'm not gonna have somebody like like McRogan say I just give it up nah that shit doesn't happen man dude it was it was it was crazy that's bullshit bullshit it was crazy I couldn't believe it yeah. Uh, you know why would why would you tell somebody that you know i just give it up be, just be a chef i mean being a chef there's nothing wrong with being a chef man i i have tons of chef friends yeah but if you got it but you have if you have dreams aspirations of doing something fucking go for it man the funny
1: the funny yeah. part about it was i had i had been on tv for a couple of years at that point yeah like i had i was i was getting ready to leave and i was in the process at the same time of just starting bar rescue Oh, right, right, right. So, I mean, it was like there was, you know, there was a a projection, a projection that was already happening, you know, and it's so funny because, I I mean, uh, I mean, it's a fucking riot.
0: What a dick. It was so funny. (laughs) You know, oh, man. Yeah. If people people told me that I should give it up, I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I tell people all the time, I, you know. What's the worst people can say to you? No. And then you tell them my no's a wrong answer. You just go for it, man. Right. And that's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a state of mind. If you don't well, have a state of mind, you're not going to get ahead, but. He's a, di- he's a different person now. Oh, that's cool.
1: I believe, I, I really do. I believe he's a different person. That's good. Um, You know, he's, uh, I mean, harvest was a big deal, man. Harvest was a great concept. Right. And, and they're crushing it. You know, they're really doing a nice job. I, I wish they would stay true to the concept Mm -hmm. of, of farm to table because I mean, for us, like when we first opened, we were doing 75 farms. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, I was dealing with Farm Fresh. Plus, I had farmers dropping product off. We had to put an extra walk-in. We took the fucking walk-in that we stole in the middle of the night (laughs) and put that motherfucker on the back porch of the restaurant.
0: Wow, product.
1: Because we had uh, – I had that much additional produce and and dairy coming into the restaurant.
0: Yeah, it seemed like like it was always busy.
1: Oh man, I used to have, I had a I had a, a chalkboard in the walk-in that had all the cheeses listed on it. Hmm. So it was like, okay, well we need we have a cheese plate tonight. What are we going to put on it? All right, I'll do this, this and this. Like cuz we changed it. We did we had a
0: we did we did really good food there. Yeah, I never went in. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's probably I probably had a little of uh you know, jaded, <laughs> jaded. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I I'm sure, you know, if you were part of it, it was good. I mean, you know, I enjoyed your food. So, we you know, I was shit. We did some fun shit, man. Yeah. I
1: loved yeah. running features when we used to do our cool stuff. Were you there when I 86 zucchini and squash for the summers? No. I was like, I'm tired of seeing fucking zucchini and squash and the words <laughs> veg du jour oh, geez, on, yeah. on a special sheet. So I 86 zucchini and squash. I was like, you're not allowed to have it in the restaurant. <laughs> so, and then the yeah. next summer I came back with, I think we called them flag fries. Which were zucchini squash. They were kept in a brine with a thin carrot and a potato. And I then we think- would flour them and uh-huh. then we would deep fry them and they came out in the colors of the Irish flag. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was a cool yeah, dish. Cool. We, we, yeah, we did cool. some cool shit. Yeah, yeah, it was it's a good some time. weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> we did some weird shit. <clears throat> yeah, that's oh. funny. Yeah. Um, so so what's your world like now? I mean you're 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 the GM of the Staples. You've yep. got a family at home. You're doing yep. a lot of a lot more, you know, media stuff within your own realm. Yes. I mean so what's your ultimate
0: goal? My ultimate goal is to be full-time on television. Okay. I definitely I want to be you know I, I my goal is I got I to kind of improve my my reel a bit. I've already okay. been you know talking to people about that, but I want to hook up with I mean you're you're William Morris, aren't you?
1: I am of WME.
0: Uh listen to you. Listen to you.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, but dude, it took me 13 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I mean, it took me 13 years. And I'll be honest, I love WME. Yeah. They're a one. They're a great company. I mean, Ryan and Megan are. You know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I've known these guys for a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, do I feel that sometimes they're too big? I feel they're too big for me sometimes, because I don't. There's just certain stuff. Like I won't do. I don't do competition cooking. Ah. Like I, I, I don't, I, I have zero interest in trying to prove to you that I can out cook you, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, because I just, cause I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, you I know. It. I got and, and, and my agents, my manager, you know, everybody's always like, you know, even in the beginning they were like, what do you think about doing hell's kitchen? And I'm like, fuck no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way you're putting me in a house with a group of people. And I have a lot. I mean, Christine Hazel, yeah. from Philly is out here in Vegas with me right now. Oh, Jason cool. Santos from Hell's Kitchen is out here right now. Nice. You're know, like, these are, these are good friends of mine that are, that are talented, talented. What's going on out there right now? So, uh, so when this show airs, the, I'll have already left Vegas, but I, I'm a part of a, I'm on the board for a, a, a nightclub and bar show. It's called the nightclub and bar show. It's the largest nightclub and bar show in the world. Nice. Um, and inside of this section, this, 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 should show that takes up a convention center. I have a section called the food and beverage innovation center. So I take innovative equipment and I pair it up with chefs who oh. then have, have, uh, they have a list of, of proteins basically. And it's like rapid fire. I see, you know, we send it out in a text or an email and they just choose the products. That's and cool. then they create recipes based on those products. And then I have a mixologist who, who creates a, uh, a beverage for their recipe and then they go up on stage they demonstrate the recipe i have 16 culinary students in a in a fishbowl kitchen which is like a a 20,000 square foot kitchen, give or take that's lined with plexiglass with, with tables and, and, and just shit everywhere, like equipment everywhere, just all innovative stuff. And you walk through as a serpentine and then you go and you sit down in the VIP area and then it empties out into, um, this, this basically pavilion of new kind of foods and new ideas. We've does, we have a company that does chicharrones, but they do it in They do a couple of really cool things with it. Um, You know, So we've got like a bison company that's out there and trying to ed- educate people about the different things you can do in a restaurant
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to having your chef hold an, a box cutter. Like put the fucking knife back in. Like yeah. you're teaching these guys. You're teaching these guys laziness. You know, you're teaching them laziness. And, and you're paying for them to be lazy. <laughs> yeah. You're paying them to be lazy. Like I walk into restaurants that do $10,000 a week. You know, which which is a it's not a tremendous amount of food, but they've right. got pre diced onions and pre shredded lettuce and pre diced carrots. And yeah. I'm like, well, what the fuck are you doing for the last four hours of your shift?
0: <laughs> yeah, really? Not doing any prep. Just open Open, it, the open in the bag. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's come shitty. on. Yeah. And I, I mean,
1: get but- it with labor and I get it with all the other stuff, but we're removing all of that. And I, and I, I, I'm a believer that it's our responsibility as a restaurant owner, as a chef to provide a meal that is, that is, uh, look, I'm not, you've seen me. I'm not a wholesome gentleman. I'm not (laughs) sitting down having my, my quarter cup of carrots with my two and a half ounces of mashed potatoes and my six ounces of protein. You know I mean? I'm no stranger, but. But I, I believe that as chefs, we owe it. We have a responsibility to provide a quality meal to people. And, and to me, even in, in my restaurant in North Carolina, my, you know, my partner's out here with me this week. And you know, we've got a fried food place in North Carolina. We do everything from scratch, man.
0: That's awesome.
1: You know, we make everything in-house. So I'm not throwing commodity-based bullshit into a fryer. We have a quality chicken that we use. We only use free-range eggs. You know, in some cases, the flowers that we use are super clean. Mm-hmm. Like we – because guess what? I'm deep frying a fucking burger. Nice. You know, nice. so what it's kind of like – yeah, no, uh, <laughs> dude, look it up. It's called Uncle Buzzie's. so if cool, you get on Instagram and stuff, check out some of our pictures that we do, and we just do super fun food, man. Nice. So we've got a slow cooker in there. We do roast beef every day. I do a roast beef sandwich five different ways. I do a beef on WEC out of New York. Uh, we do a Buzzy's uh, roast beef sandwich, which is a classic sandwich out of Boston. We do. Uh, I do a cheesesteak, which I use for, with beef knuckle. Hmm. You know, I do a smoked mac and cheese that's baked at 225 degrees for an hour and then smoked for four hours. You Thank know, you. so we do really, really good food. Yeah. Um. You know, and and it's a cool spot, man. It's a really cool spot.
0: So Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Do you think that, so growing up, I mean, I was, like I said, I was in the food, food business for a long time. A lot of my friends, classically trained, uh, Johnson of Wales, uh, you know, uh, CIA. Uh, do you think that these days there's been a real decrease in people wanting to get into that kind of a a field.
1: No, not at all. I think that it's actually growing, but I think that what people are doing is they're being produced through school. They're Mm. being produced through kitchens so fast that they're not learning the basics anymore. They're they're all shooting for the moon. They all want a TV show. There's more. I speak to more chefs in a, in a, in a month who don't understand the, the, the dynamics of food service costing just yeah. the basics of costing, <clears throat> yep. the basics of organization of running a kitchen because they're so quick to want to get, get, get a, a special out or a feature out and take a picture of it and post it and post the title of the, of the, the, you know, of their title. Right. They, they bypass the, the, the process It takes a long time to become. Well, it takes five seconds to become an executive chef, but it takes a long time to understand the ways of of running a kitchen to make it truly profitable. Oh, yeah. And I find I find large, you know, higher food costs. Now I find less productivity. um, There's less motivation in kitchens uh, because we're afraid to ask people to do something because they're going to fucking walk out.
0: Yeah, that's the... <laughs>
1: yeah. And they're going to go across I feel the you straight. man,
0: I totally feel you.
1: You know, and they're going to make they're going to make $14 an hour peeling fucking blooming onions. <laughs> but you're working in my restaurant where I'm going to teach you something. Yeah. And you're you're pissed off because you can make $14 an hour peeling blooming onions. I mean, I just heard uh, I don't know how true this is. I haven't done much research, so don't hold me to it. But I was just told that there's a Chinese cookie factory in, in San Francisco that's closing down because they can't afford to pay $15 an hour for employees. Mm. Like we're we're going to price ourselves out. And and yes, people deserve a higher minimum wage. But where do you think that money is coming from? Your $12 burger is now going to be 14 Yeah, yeah. You know? Your your fish and chips at, at Kildare's that was, you know, fourteen ninety five is now seventeen ninety five.
0: Yep. That's
1: and the it. fish that we're getting in is no longer, you know, cod is no longer five fifty a pound, it's seven fifty a pound. You know, because they have to pay the people to produce that product to get it to you. Yeah. So what it's gonna do is it's gonna ultimately dig into our our pockets. And it's 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 already digging into the into the profitability.
0: No, that's for sure. That's for sure. If people don't know how to, to manage to manage food costs and everything like that, it's the it's just it's a snowball effect. Yeah.
1: I mean in my place when we I had a place in Philly that I sold, I got rid of and split partnerships and all that stuff. Like we got rid of our servers in a huge area of the restaurant cuz we were fucking tired of them bitching and moaning. Yeah. Like there was just, (laughs) we had, we had low productivity. We had low morale because all these servers were just wandering around and they weren't doing their jobs. They weren't doing what was supposed to be done. And, and, and the guest really suffered for that. So eliminate the problem. The common denominator is the bitching servers. And, And, and I'm not saying this is across the whole globe, but I'm telling you that in the, in Philadelphia, When we opened the restaurant, I've never dealt with a whinier bunch of people in my life.
0: (laughs) It doesn't change much
1: either. Needier group of people. And I did full trainings, man. We brought people in early. We, you know, we walked through processes. The GM went to jail the day we opened, but that was a different story. Jesus. Oh, the day we fucking opened. (laughs) He went to jail. The, the 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 constables broke in, like five of them broke in the door and he was banging one of our bartenders.
0: Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell to, you yeah. though, the, uh, you know that the one thing that so I was I was a server for a long time. And yeah. the one thing I always felt bad about is talking about the whiny shit, you know, the, the servers, oh I'm you know, hoity toity and all that kind of stuff. Servers tend to make a lot more than kitchen staff. Yeah, and they bitch, and it's the one thing I've seen people flash their money. I just made three hundred bucks in the shift, and the and the guys in the kitchen are making half that, if that. Yeah, if, you know, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's, it's tough, and I, I, they get the shit beat out of them every night, especially during rushes. You know, they're in the weeds and they're going through that, and front of the house goes through it too. But it's it's tough. It's you know, I've always had huge respect for everybody in the kitchen. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a difficult field. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, they are two, two different kinds of people, the front of the house and back of the house. You know, it's, but it takes, it takes all kinds of people, but saying the people that are, you know, the productivity being lazy as shit, you know, I've seen it and I, I still see it, you know, it's in different places I've worked, uh, yeah. but you know, it's, it's tough. It's a different, it's a different time. I, you know, I think our, our generation, uh, it was different than those it's now. Fair. Sure. Oh God, totally. Yeah, totally.
1: I mean, we were so distracted and look, I want to make it known I'm a hospitality guy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a pro front of house, back of house. I'm pro union, meaning that the front of house has to work together to get the job done. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that servers all over the place are are bitchy and whiny and all that stuff. I'm just trying to say, and I'm not trying to backtrack to make myself, but but I, I want to make sure that people understand that I was talking about my situation in my place because they had horrible leadership. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They had horrible leadership. I hired my friend to run the kitchen, and our GM went to jail the day we opened, and I flew out to go back to another restaurant three days after we opened. You know, so we made my chef's wife. And with with bad leadership, it just it just trickled. Yes. You know, what I mean, and it just it just was a negative place to work. I mean, I would walk into the restaurant on Friday nights, and they'd have thirty five minute check times, and the chef is sitting at the t- at a bar. Oh no! <laughs> you know, and and it's <laughs> like, well, let me let me. And seven o'clock on a Friday night, you've got uh-huh. laptops up on a computer or on a bar, taking a bar space while a bartender standing behind the bar talking to you, waiting <laughs> while the guest is waiting for the manager and the bartender to stop fucking around.
0: Yeah.
1: Like yep. where where is that in any book? Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're running a staples right now. The whole business of what you guys do is organization and customer service.
0: Absolutely. hundred percent, you know, I,
1: I mean, it's, you get up to that register and if you're in a bitchy fucking mood, the last thing I'm doing is coming back to that staples
0: for sure. Yeah. It's
1: That's not going to happen.
0: I mean, the parallel between the, the customer service and the restaurant and, and retail is, you know, is, is, the same, you know, you treat people like when I, my store is, they come in just like they come into my restaurant, you know, it's the same kind of thing coming into my store. It's, you know, a, a welcoming experience. I want them to come back. I want to take care of them as much as I can. And, you know, uh, you know, obviously we sell stuff, but it's yeah. more of a, it's more of a trusted advisor or a friend saying, this is what you need. You don't need to overspend this. This is what'll make your job better. You know, we well, make whatever better.
1: And I think if you're walking into a Staples, you have a general idea. I need to to go get Sharpies. Right. Okay, I've got to go in and get Sharpies. Well, I'm the motherfucker who's walking in to buy Sharpies, and then I'm going, well, that's a cool-looking pen. Mm-hmm. So now I've bought my 1399 box of Sharpies because I need them on the fly and then I'm like, uh, you know what let, let me this is a cool pen, let me get this pen. So I just spent another six dollars and then I'm walking around and I'm like, oh, this is a great clipboard or what a nice looking binder. like you' your're you're impulse shopping after you get your initial product of what you're right. looking for. you know and then everything after that is is a is really a desire because you don't need it all. you know <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't need it. all, That's So it's an impulse purchase at that last part. But then you get up to that register and I, I don't know, maybe it's a tipped employee thing. I think that sometimes people feel if they tip somebody, they're kind of their slave in a way, in a very odd way. But I think if you're walking up to a register and you're paying somebody, it's a transaction. Right. You, you know, I'm not tipping you to, for good service. Mm-hmm. So there's a different mentality there. And I think that oh, people sure. re- retail a little differently than they do the hospitality business.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I don't know. All
1: right, brother. Well, I've just held you up for an hour of your life. It's all
0: there. good, brother. I appreciate Appreciate talking to you.
1: Um, I, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of your stuff, dude. I really am. I mean, with the multitude of websites that you have with <laughs> Mo Train cooks and eats and and everything else and uh, the
0: Motrain world, man.
1: The Mo Train world, I love it. You know, I'm stoked yeah. that uh, you're a guy from Philly, and you know th- that's one cool thing about Philly guys is we're we're you know we're we're kind of humble and chill, and we 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 actually do have a good time and 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 have some fun around. It's not just throwing snowballs and batteries at fucking Santa like one <laughs> yeah, more time. Exactly, I could punch somebody in the throat.
0: So <laughs> this summer, yeah. uh, definitely uh, if, if you guys, whoever listeners, uh, get a chance, come out to the Connective Festival in Oxford, PA. I'll be. The main uh, MC for the festival with uh, oh. Blind Melon is the headliner. No so, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year was Eve Six. This year's Blind Melon. Uh, so please come out and, and uh, Brian. If you feel like coming, let me know. I'll get you some tickets.
1: Yeah, dude, I'd love to. I'd love to reach out. What what is, what is this? The festival?
0: Uh, Connective Festival. I think it's connectivefestival.com. dot com. And where, where is it? It's in Oxford, Pennsylvania. Okay. It is it's an all-day festival, art, music, oh, uh, emo Train. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, well, yeah, it's it's I think it's like twenty bucks all day, and nice. it, it was an absolute blast yet last year. And uh, yeah, please, if you guys if you guys want to, uh, feel free to reach out, message me if you have any questions, or you know, check out the website and uh, you know. I
1: uh, I was asked if I would do the somebody asked me if I'd do if I would do the mushroom festival again.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: And I, I said, Yo, yeah, I mean, I would. I totally would. It was weird. I wasn't, I don't think I was allowed back last time because I said that mushrooms grew and shit. And then <laughs> like. they got so fucking mad at me, dude. Oh, like I, was, man. I was pulled aside after my demo and they were like, it's known as substrate, which I get. Like I was not trying to, to mock. I was telling a funny story. <laughs> Yeah, uh, You know, the anecdote of it was a lot more dramatic than the actual situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but like I was pulled aside, man. And they're like, we just want to let you know mushrooms are not grown in shit. They're grown in substrate. Like this is how we speak. We don't want a negative world. And I'm like, dude, but mushrooms grown shit. Like, let's be real. <laughs> you know, I mean. Yeah. I was just telling a joke <laughs> while I was up on stage. No, I get
0: it. I get and it. was, I mean, such, it's But it's true. such a
1: great festival and the people that put it on are so nice. They are. Um, They really do a nice job. So I, I said, yeah, I mean, you know, connect us and we'll see what happens. But, cool. uh, but dude, I'd love to hear about your, uh, you know, about the festival and I'd love to try to get out there. That'd be great.
0: Sounds good, man. Definitely um, keep it
1: I will. Hey, do me a favor one more time. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you do and how we can get in
0: contact with you again. Sure. I'm Monty Laga. Also known as MoTrain, I am an entertainer, MC. I'm a podcast host. I do uh, web, webisodes. Competitive eater. I've been top five in Wing Bowl several times in uh, Philadelphia, world's craziest eating contest. Uh, I do sure. ton of social media influencer stuff. Uh, you know, you can you can find me all over the. If you type in MoTrain, you'll see yep. me and some and some train in Australia. <laughs> so,
1: like, yeah. All right, so that's MOETRAIN and your Instagram and your uh, Twitter or what?
0: So, uh, Instagram is motrain eats and my Twitter is motrain's tracks.
1: Perfect. All right, Monty, thank you so much for your time, dude. I really appreciate it. My and, pleasure, man. Uh, Anytime. time. to see you again and uh, you know, if I'm around this summer, I I'd, I'd love to come down and check your show out, man.
0: All right, sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Thanks,
1: dude. Take All care. Man.
0: Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.
1: That ah, was cool. I'm glad I got to talk to him. You know, I, I, uh, I, I've I've seen Monty do some stuff in the past, and, um, you know, I was kind of stoked to talk to him about him on the show because he's a super humble, down-to-earth guy. And uh, I'm glad we got him on. So, Monty Wiradagla, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us today and, uh, you know, hopping on the show. Hopping on the show. I love that stuff. Um, Weira Delaga. That's a cool last name. The MoTrain, M-O-E-T-R-A-I-N. So, uh, hey, everybody, that's our show for this week. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. You guys know I got the three that I got to thank. We're talking about the Jerry and the Jason. That's a one- one that's a two-man one team, uh, which is Jerry and Jason. are over there at RadioInfluence.com. They put this podcast together. They record at the weirdest fucking hours of ever. Like when I'm in Vegas at seven a.m. and they're at home at you know ten o'clock in the morning doing their stuff uh, on the East Coast. So uh, definitely, you got some podcast ideas. Reach out to the boys, man. I mean, these guys are executioners. These guys are people that make things happen, and I love it. Um, super great to work with. They do a really nice job. Top of that, we got to thank out the wonderful. Maggie Gagliardi. That's at Mag's Art. M-A-G-Z-A-R-T. Find her. Look at her work. She's a wonderful human being. Maggie Gagliardi gets a huge congratulations this week because Maggie and Dan got engaged this past week. So so happy for these guys. I've watched them have a wonderful relationship for the last couple of years. They're great people. They're really nice to each other. And I love watching love kind of blossom in that way. So congratulations to Maggie and Dan. Michelle out there at Techno Solution, I love you, my lady. You do a wonderful job on all of our websites and everything that goes along with that. Our conversations are always epic. And I'm glad that you're a part of the team. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with Duffified Live today. And I will talk to you next week didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. This is a cannabis podcast. Quick fix on Radio Influence.
0: Cannabis food and drinks now is a new hot thing in 2019. It's a new trend. A lot of top chefs are saying that's the way cannabis is moving. We're not quite there here in Florida, but in California and Colorado, I know they have a lot of dinner parties. And for those of you who have the the Viceland channel uh, put on Bong Appetit, I like to watch that on a a consistent basis. And... um, there's just I and mean, you could cook anything with cannabis because of the tinctures and the oils and all the different things. So uh, if you don't like to ingest it, you don't like the edibles, you don't like to smoke it, then you can put it in the butter. You know, you get go get magical butter machine and make butter and get it that way.
1: The cannabis podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Radioinfluence.com.